Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, the backstory of the crucifixion of Jesus of Nazareth. I want to tell you the story that led up to Jesus being put to death by the Jewish and Roman authorities at the end of what we call Passion Week. The day actually begins not on what we call Palm Sunday, but it actually began before that. Let me read to you from God's Word. I'm reading from the Net Bible at times, that's the New English Translation, and at other times from the English Standard Version. We were reading John chapter 12 and verse 1. Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Now, Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead two weeks before this event. After this spectacular raising of a man from the dead who had been dead and in the tomb for four days, Jesus retreated to a smaller village away and was there for a few days. And then he returns to the home of Lazarus. He returns to Bethany. And when the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came, not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. This is John 12, 9. So there's a, a great crowd of people gathering. Two weeks before, Lazarus had been raised from the dead after being dead for four days. People had come for that. And people had continued to come to see this dead man who was a living man now. And now Jesus, who raised him from the dead, was there. So a huge crowd began to gather around this house. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well as Jesus, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. I thought about calling this podcast uh, the dual assassination plot, because the Jews, you see, they, the Jewish leaders, they wanted to kill not only Jesus, but they wanted to kill Lazarus. The reason? Because Lazarus was the great trawl, draw of the crowds, Lazarus was a big testimony that Jesus was who he claimed to be in raising him from the dead. They were as afraid of Lazarus as they were of Jesus. So they wanted to assassinate him, to get him out of the picture, but they were prohibited from doing so because of the great crowds of people that were always around. So it says in the text again from John 12, the next day... The large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Now, this account of the approach of Jesus uh, to Jerusalem for that last Passover is given in all four gospel narratives. So this is extremely important. We read about it in Matthew, in Mark, in Luke, and in John. I've been reading to you from John at first, but I want to depend quite a bit on Matthew's account as well. Now, my goal, not only in this podcast, but the next 
few podcasts this week, is to look at the questions that Jesus was asked on Tuesday of that week. And then we're going to follow along with that until we approach uh, the death of Christ himself. But the plot to assassinate Jesus is in full swing at this point. But they are prohibited from doing so because of the crowds that were all around him. Now, I just want to read the account to you. It's sort of a combined account. Here's the word. Now, the Jewish feast of Passover was near, and many people went up to Jerusalem from the rural areas before the Passover to cleanse themselves ritually. So you understand why there's such a huge crowd of people that are in Jerusalem at this time. Now, Jesus was a devout, observant Jew. He followed the the law of the Hebrews, the Mosaic Covenant, to the T. He was a sinless person and also a law-abiding person under the covenant. So he and his disciples would travel to Jerusalem three times a year for the feast as mandated by the law. So in the spring, that's this time of year, He would go with his disciples for Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's one week, one week of feasting, one week of celebration, one week of sacrifices, etc. Then a few weeks later, about, I don't know, several days later, they would come back for the Feast of Pentecost. That would be like early summer, late spring, when that would happen, okay? So the Feast of Pentecost, again, great crowds of people would be there. And then in the fall, there is the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Booze. And Jesus and his disciples always went to all of the feasts to observe them. But this is the last Passover that Christ will observe with his disciples. Because you see, this is the week when he is the Passover lamb himself. He goes not only to celebrate the feast, but he goes to be the fulfillment of the feast. He will become on that Thursday or Friday the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world, but now in history for the sins of his people. So now all these great crowds of people are there. They're coming because of Jesus. They're coming because of Lazarus. And they're coming even from the rural areas all around because it is the feast of the Passover. Thus we read, they were looking for Jesus, and they were saying to one another as they stood in the temple courts, what do you think, that he won't come up to the feast? Now, the reason they were asking this, you see, is because they knew about the threats on the life of Jesus. In fact, the threat of people trying to kill Jesus, the Jewish leaders, had been there for a long time. For we read in John 8, when he was having a discussion, we call it, with some of the Jewish leaders, he told them point blank that you are trying to kill me because I claim to be the son of man. You are trying to kill me. So Jesus knew that this was the plan, but it did not become their hour. In fact, there have been attempts at least on two occasions when people had tried to kill Jesus early in his ministry in his hometown of Nazareth. But he escaped from their midst because it was not his hour. The hour for the fulfillment of the law, the hour for the redemption of mankind by the sacrifice of the Son of God had not yet arrived. But now it has 
arrived. And so Jesus comes to Bethany with his disciples. Then, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom he had raised from the dead. Now, a large crowd of Judeans learned that Jesus was there. And so they came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests planned to kill Lazarus too. On account of him, many of the Jewish people from Jerusalem were going away and believing in Jesus. So this is the motivation that they have. This is a motive for murder. And that is what is on their mind. So, on this day, Jesus proceeds. This is what we would call a Sunday, okay? Now, we have to keep in mind that the Jewish days begin in the evening. They go from evening to evening. We're not used to thinking in those terms, but we have to think in those terms that we're going to think about the, the death of Christ during what we call the uh, Passion Week. So on what we called Saturday, he was at the home of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha in Bethany. And then on what we call Sunday, he came to Jerusalem. So we read, The next day, as they approached Jerusalem near Bethage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go to the village ahead of you. As soon as you enter it, you'll find a donkey tied there and a colt with her that has never been ridden. Untie them and bring them here to me. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them back here soon, and he will send them at once. And so the disciples who were sent ahead, there were a couple of them, when it did as Jesus had instructed them. They found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, exactly as Jesus told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners who were standing there asked him, why are you untying that colt? And they replied that Jesus had told them, the Lord needs it. And the owners then let them go. The disciples then brought the donkey and the colt to Jesus, placed their cloaks on them, and had Jesus Get on it. Now, we should be aware of this. This is the fulfillment of a prophecy. For in the prophet, I believe it's Zechariah, we're told that the Messiah would come in to the people riding on a colt, riding on a donkey. And so this is what Jesus is deliberately doing. He's taking the symbols of being the Messiah, of being the Christ, and he is riding in Jerusalem on the donkey. Tell the people of Zion, the prophet says, do not be afraid. Look, your king is coming to you, unassuming, and seated on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So there comes Jesus and his disciples with him. And the crowds, they've been gathered around the house in Bethany. They begin to follow Jesus and begin to follow the disciples. So the crowd is moving with Jesus towards Jerusalem. Now this is several miles. And so then they come to Jerusalem, and the crowd that's in Jerusalem also comes out to meet them. So when Jesus gets to the gates to enter into the city, there's a huge crowd of people. 
They are clamoring. They're making all kinds of noise. They're rejoicing and shouting. Listen to the text. The large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. Others cut branches from the trees they had cut in the fields, and they spread them on the road. And as Jesus approached the road leading down from the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. The crowds that went ahead of him and those following kept shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. They are saying Jesus is the Messiah. This prophet from Nazareth and Galilee, he is the Christ of God. But some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, Rebuke your disciples. And he answered them, I tell you, if they keep silent, the very stones will cry out. And it's also amazing that as he approached the city, we're, we're told that Jesus stopped when the city came into sight. And he just looked at it. And he began to sob. He began to weep. There are two times we're told that Jesus wept in the Bible. One was when his friend Lazarus had died, and even before he raised him from the death. But here, as he approaches the city of Jerusalem, he weeps over the city, saying, as a prophet of God, if you had only known on this day, even you, the things that make for peace, but now they're hidden from your eyes, for the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an encampment against you and surround you and close in on you on every side. They will demolish you, you and your children within your walls, and they will not leave within you one stone on top of another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. You understand what Jesus is saying? He's saying that in him, God has appeared and is approaching the city. And as they entered Jerusalem, the whole city was thrown into an uproar, saying, who is this? That is the question. That's always the question. This is what makes the difference between Christianity and every other religion and ism in the world. The difference is the person himself, Jesus of Nazareth, who's not simply a prophet and is not simply a human being. He is a human being, but he is also God in the flesh. He is the word incarnate. And the crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. So the crowd who had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead were continuing to testify about it. Because they had heard that Jesus had performed this miraculous sign, the crowds went out to meet him. That's why all these people were there. And that's why the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Herodians were all plotting together. They were all religious enemies, but they were all plotting together to see if they could get a hold of Jesus away from the crowds and get rid of him. The Pharisees said to one another, you see that we can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after the man. 
we read that Jesus then went into the temple. And after looking around at everything, he went out to Bethany with the twelve, since it was already late. So, as Sunday evening draws to a close, Jesus and his disciples retreat back to Bethany. But he'll be back in the morning and the fireworks will start. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insight. And the next time, remember, questions are very important. And the answers to those questions make all the difference.